Welcome to the Bravo Papers, a safe space for all us Bravo fans who love to analyze, deconstruct, and talk about our favorite Bravo shows ad nauseum. There's no such thing as overanalyzing or reading too much into your favorite Bravo shows and Bravo liberties here. So join me, Bravo and Botox, as I find the depth amongst the shallow. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Bravo Papers. Today, I have a new show to discuss. Not a new show, but a new show to the Bravo Papers, which is Summer House. So let me tell you why I chose Summer House for my first non-Vanderpump Rules podcast. The reason I chose it is because Summer House has been pretty interesting this season. It's been infuriating. It's been one that, you know, has really been making people angry. It's been kind of confusing. And all around, just everyone wants change. Everyone is saying, what needs to change for next season? People are not happy. And by people, I mean the fans are not happy with the cast. People are not happy with... Um, you know, the way that they're gelling together with the friendships, none of it. Okay. So one interesting thing that I've been noticing on Summer House is, and this happens to a lot of shows once they get a few seasons in and become more established uh, Bravo staple shows, is you start to get dynamics, right? And you start to get power struggles, right? You start to get people who feel certain senses of entitlement. You get people who want to play the reality show game in one way, conflicting with other cast members who want to play it in another way. So, you know, you get a lot of these kind of growing conflicts underneath the surface that do not just revolve around what we are seeing on the show. And that is definitely what's happening with Summer House. You know, Summer House is coming, you know, getting up there, right? So Summer House is on, God, what season are they on? Is it seven or eight? Either way, it's becoming it's become its own kind of entity. It's even getting a spinoff with Summer House Martha's Vineyard, which, by the way, if you don't watch it, you're crazy because it's amazing. Um, but, you know, when the shows first start, they don't usually initially have these types of dynamics and power struggles because, you know, you get the first season. The cast doesn't really know if the show is going to be a hit. The cast doesn't always really know what the show is going to be. Now, in the case of Summer House, they did, you know, they knew kind of the premise because they were kind of trying to grow it off of Vanderpump Rules. But at the end of the day, they didn't know, was it going to be successful? Would they get a second season? Like, they don't know all that stuff yet, right? And there's a little bit of a, like, who's going to be the breakout star? You know, and people might want to be the breakout star, but they don't know if they're going to be, right? So... 
that is something that has made Summer House really interesting, right? That was how Summer House started. That was kind of how Vanderpump Rules and all the other shows always start. But then as time goes on and the audience gets to know the people on the show and certain people just have that it factor, that charisma, you know, somebody kind of naturally takes their place as the lead or, yeah, steps into their role as the lead or a few people do where others may not. And, you know, some might even be kicked off after the first season and so on. Right. So we see all this stuff happening. Now, now that Summer House is a few seasons in, quite a few seasons in, um, there's a lot more push-pull within the group, and I think there is a bit of a fight happening between people who have different opinions about the way that they should share their lives on the show, okay? So... What I'm really hypothesizing for this Bravo paper is why have we come to the point where it is the people of Summer House versus Lindsay Hubbard? Is Lindsay Hubbard a guy's girl who has trouble getting along with other women? Are Paige, Sierra, etc. mean girls? who have a clique and have just decided these are the girls that we like, these are the girls that we don't like, okay? Or is it something else? Either way, how have we gotten here to the point where we're at the end of the reunion this season, everyone hates each other, it seems like it's everyone versus Lindsay and I guess Carl a little bit, but I think that's really only because he's with her. Um, and I'm not really including the new people in this because they're too new. So right now they're going to kind of play it safe and just observe from the sidelines. Okay, I hope I'm making sense with this intro. <laughs> so I'm going to be going through the seasons starting at season three. Now, the reason I want to start at season three is because that is when Paige and Hannah come into play. And I think that Paige and Hannah's entrance into the show is sort of like the origin story of the quote unquote uh, bed sores, <laughs> as people like to call, you know, Amanda, Hannah and Paige. And then later more join the group such as Maya, Sierra, etc. Okay, so that's kind of what we're going to be talking about, you know, those girls versus Lindsay how did we get here? You know, how did Kyle get here too, right? I'm not going to be ignoring the the boys and the men in the house. You know, some of them definitely act like boys. I'm not going to be ignoring the men in the house and their role in it too. But why have we gotten here? You know, is there stuff behind the scenes about Lindsay that we all don't know? Maybe she's just not who we think she is. Maybe she's exactly who some people think she is, right? The audience is very split. So I've been covering this season of Summer House on my Instagram with my Twitter roundups. And at the beginning of the season, it was very split. Like this whole fight between Danielle and Lindsay, it was very like, you know, Lindsay's always been a mean girl. She yells at people. She's this, she's that. Like she was, you know, she was getting pretty harsh um, critiques online 
Okay. But then there were some people who were like, yeah, but Danielle hasn't really like told us what Lindsay's done yet. We haven't really seen Lindsay do anything yet. So, you know, there were those people too. Every single week as the show went on, I saw less and less Lindsay hate and more and more Danielle hate. So the Danielle hate kept rising. Now, I tended in this argument on the newest season to be leaning towards Lindsay's side. Summer House is one of those shows where I never really had a favorite. Um, you know, people love to come in my comments and be like, does Lindsay Hubbard pay for your account? Wow, you're such a stan. I'm actually not a stan of anyone on Summer House. I've never been. There's never been anyone who I've liked enough to stan, if I'm going to be honest. And I actually didn't like Lindsay for seasons one to five. I started to come around on her around season six, so quite recently. And yeah, I like her on Summer House and I like her. But am I like a stan and I think she can do no wrong? Absolutely not. <laughs> not at all. Not even close. Um, I see a lot of wrong that she does, too. So, you know, this is by no means a paper about how Lindsay is innocent. But it's also not a paper about how Paige and her little crew are innocent either. OK, what it is a paper about is why did this happen? How did we get here? And how did Lindsay get this kind of reputation as being, you know, sort of like the the bully queen bee who doesn't welcome any of the new girls? Is it true or is it just the picture that Paige and her crew are trying to paint in order to have a villain? to offset some of their own issues that maybe they don't want to share. Which one is it? That's what I want to explore today. Okay. So let's get into it. And we're going to start with season three, but I will make some references to the first two seasons as well. Sorry if that intro was really long, by the way. Um, I just, uh, it was hard for me to gather my thoughts on this one. All right. So... Let's start at the very beginning before we even get into season three. Just do a quick kind of walk down memory lane. Seasons one and two, I didn't rewatch them. But one thing I will say is that, you know, Lindsay came on the show and she was really the breakout star. Now, I don't think she knew necessarily that she was going to be the breakout star. But if you remember in the first season, you know, she had that kind of... um issue with her roommate and there was that whole fight about their friendship and like you know she said like Lindsay wasn't a great friend but people really gravit I can't remember what the other girl's name is right now but people really gravitated towards Lindsay because the other girl was just kind of she wasn't likable she just was not a good tv personality okay and really when we're coming out of like seasons one and two the breakout stars were really like Lindsay Carl Kyle Okay, they were the ones that had that on screen presence, that sort of, you know, indefinable quality, you know, that it factor. Okay, and even if you didn't like them and their choices necessarily, they made great TV. Okay, then we had all of Lindsay's arguments with her ex, um, you know, the first guy that she was with, God, what's his name, Everett. And you had, you know, Carl being a fuckboy and you had Kyle also being a fuckboy. <laughs> um, right. So you had they just they had stuff going on. It was interesting. 
we had the Workus twins who were sort of universally hated. And I think people were so annoyed with them that, you know, that also kind of helped propel the other three. It was like, even though Carl was maybe the one who was at fault when he dated one of the twins, you know, they, you know, he stayed on the show and they didn't. So anyways, people did not want them around. So we have these cast members who really have this, you know, it factor and they're going to stay on the show. But, you know, we can't run a whole summer house show with these three people, obviously, right? They're needing to add in new people, new dynamics. Plus, like, Lindsay broke up with Everett, right? We have all these different examples. So along comes season three and casting decides, you know, let's add in some new people, right? First of all, you know, we did see Danielle on season two. Okay, so Danielle did come in on season two as like a friend of Lindsay and, you know, she wasn't maybe the most exciting character on the show. She was okay, not great, to be honest, but she managed to stick around and have a a big role season three. Now, some behind the scenes tea that I got from a source a a pretty reliable one is that Danielle was actually supposed to be fired after season three. um, And I think after season two as well, and maybe even four, but that Lindsay and Carl, since they were close with her and they had their like three amigos thing, they begged production to keep Danielle on and quote unquote fought for her. So just keep that in mind. Now, at the beginning of season three, um, you know, Danielle says, and the reason I noted this is because it it is relevant to the more recent season or the most recent season. Danielle says, Linz in her confessional is right. Episode one, season three. Linz and I just understand each other. We work hard, play hard, and our love lives are a hot mess. So I do think that a lot of Lindsay and Danielle's friendship revolved around their love lives being a hot mess and partying. Okay, so, you know, I want to explore kind of why everyone turned on Lindsay this season and why the cast is so divided. And I also want to talk about kind of, you know, maybe where the origin of this Danielle Lindsay thing happened. So I do think that they had that bond and that maybe, you know, Lindsay finding quote-unquote the one and partying less you know might have been a bigger rift than than we thought because that is like you know Danielle's statement they ask her like why do you love Lindsay so much why are you such close friends and that's her answer so if one of the main reasons is the we play hard our love lives are a hot mess and then the other person is no longer playing hard and the other person's love life is no longer a hot mess. It's like, okay, what do we have left? Something to think about. So in episode one, we start with as well. Then we flash over to Kyle. This is when Kyle wrote that 17-page email to the house about Amanda's feelings. <laughs> um, if you don't remember, I guess Amanda's feelings were hurt in season two. Kyle is mad. And he feels like people in the house were not treating Lindsay, uh, sorry, Amanda well. So he writes this email. 
Now, they show kind of a little scene of Kyle and Amanda together, and it seems kind of clear that Amanda dictated this email. I don't know, maybe like unpopular opinion, but it said seemed to me. Because um, she says in her confessional that um, the other girls in the house really, I don't know if there was other girls from season two, but it seems like Lindsay and Danielle mainly um, are so petty because they haven't been following her on social media. And they posted some pictures, some group pictures where they were out with a bunch of people and they cropped Amanda out, which is absolutely petty. <laughs> it's definitely mean girl behavior. So, you know, I think it's, I think Lindsay and Danielle were just not really fans of Amanda and they didn't mesh well with her, but they kind of were forced to sort of try to be friends with her because she was Kyle's girlfriend. But I also think that they're just different types of girls, maybe, you know, Amanda's a lot younger, um, you know, Danielle and Lindsay are the same age and they have a lot more in common and they're maybe in, you know, just have like different priorities for partying during the summer than Amanda did. Like, and they, you know, not everyone likes each other. Sometimes people's personalities just don't mesh. Were they wrong, though, for cropping her out? Yes. Like, that's that's a really mean thing to do. Um, so Amanda's pissed, but Danielle is fully included in this. Okay. So, you know, when we're kind of rewriting history in the most recent seasons where they're like, Lindsay's never been welcoming of anyone in the house. Like, well, neither was Danielle. Okay. Amanda fully says, Danielle's cropped me out of pictures. Danielle's not following me. Like, da, da, da. And I'm sorry, but like, I'm not, I'm not going to be spending this podcast saying everything Danielle does is because of Lindsay, because I'm just not going to do that. She's a full grown adult. And if one of my friends told me to do that, I'd be like, nah, maybe I don't want to. Or I do, and I would make my own choice. So I don't know. But if Danielle is that easily swayed, that's her problem. Anyways, so Amanda says to Kyle that she's so nervous about Lindsay coming because Amanda and Kyle get there first. And but she doesn't really mention anyone else from the house, even though she said that there are others in the house that made, I guess, were included in leaving her out besides Danielle and, uh, or sorry, besides Lindsay. But she seems nervous about Lindsay, which I get it. Lindsay has like a big presence. Lindsay is a really strong woman and she can be intimidating, certainly. Intimidating to argue with, intimidating to be in a room with. I could see that. Like, not, I haven't done it, but I can tell. Um, all right. So Amanda also mentions that she is so happy to have people her own age in the house this summer. Okay. So obviously Paige and Hannah. So Paige and Hannah show up. Amanda is like, you know, so excited they all are hugging whatever and Amanda already starts to imply to them as they're chit-chatting that they better be ready to argue with Lindsay okay so in Lindsay's defense Lindsay has not even arrived yet and I understand Amanda's mad at her and Amanda has the right to be mad at her but she is already planting a seed in Hannah and Paige's head, the seed being, this girl is going to argue with you. She's difficult. And I mean, I guess that's okay because that's Amanda's true perception. But it's just funny to me that when Paige and Hannah show up, one of the first things that Amanda does is start shit talking. 
which is kind of what Lindsay gets annoyed about. She does. She's like, say stuff to my face. Um, and I mean, if it was kind of the normal world and it wasn't being filmed, it would be one thing. But we have to break the fourth wall. Everything's being filmed. Right. So you have to remember every time you talk shit, that person will see it and they know that. So anyways. So in her confessional, Amanda also says that it won't take the girls long to figure out that Lindsay is two faced. Um, and Amanda claims in the confessional that she's never talked shit about Lindsay to Paige and Hannah, which is funny because we just saw her do it. Um, this to me in season three, this beginning is really the battle of the older OG girls who are like 30 ish, not that 30 is old, but you know what I mean, versus the new kind of younger girls who are just coming in. Okay, so Lindsay and Danielle show up. They say hi to Amanda. They're really nice. Amanda kind of rolls her eyes and says they're being fake in her confessional. But, you know, she hugs them back and all that. So I guess she maybe is being a bit fake, too. They decide on rooms pretty nicely and quickly. Everyone seems to be getting along. Everything is fine. Um, but Amanda makes, even though everything is totally fine and no one argues about the rooms and it's all good, Amanda does make a sarcastic comment about how she's glad it wasn't a big drama like last year. And then this launches into a small little tiff between Kyle and Danielle over the rooms, which Amanda runs away from, by the way. So she kind of Everyone was fine. Amanda makes a little comment. Next thing you know, Kyle and Danielle are now kind of back and forth. Amanda literally, she's like, I can't, and walks away. Like she lights the match, throws it, and runs. <laughs> so whatever. Anyways, they leave the room. And Amanda immediately starts talking shit and saying it would be super awkward um, you know, to go to dinner with Lindsay's client slash friend. Like Lindsay does have some client friend she's meeting up with for dinner in the Hamptons. And to be fair, Lindsay does invite everyone, but they decline. Okay, so so far I have not seen any of the Lindsay is mean to new people. Because the reason that I'm harping so much on this is because this is like Paige's big selling point in the most recent season about why she's still hating on Lindsay. So I'm looking for all the clues of Lindsay being shitty to the new people. Okay, so I haven't seen them yet. I'm not saying there won't be anything, but so far, no. Um, she was welcoming. She gave Paige a big hug, all that kind of stuff. There was no fighting over the rooms, nothing. She does invite them out. They choose not to go. Um, Hannah goes upstairs and she expresses that she does want to go to dinner with Lindsay and Danielle. And she tells Lindsay and Danielle, and they're, like, really excited for Hannah to come. So, again, I haven't seen anything, you know, about Lindsay and Danielle being like, now don't come. Like, they're like, yes, oh, my God. And they're so excited. Nothing in their confessional, nothing. Paige decides to hang back, which is fine. And she's excited to, she says, I'm excited to put on my PJs and, like, hang out with Amanda. So here is the beginning of this kind of I guess, bed sore clique or whatever you want to call it. Um, Carl goes with Lindsay and uh, and the girls. And Amanda seems like kind of annoyed by this. I don't really know why. Um, anyways, like she chose to stay. So it's 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 very strange. Maybe I think it's just like she's so 
anti Lindsay right now that it's like anything Lindsay does, anything that anyone does with Lindsay is going to annoy her. I think she also might be annoyed that Lindsay's kind of good at playing it cool. Like when Lindsay's in fights, like quote unquote fights with people or she's had some kind of beef, she's really good at just being cordial and like keeping it moving because I think that's the way she plays this show. And I do think she plays it deliberately, but I mean, I guess they're going to be mad at the way that she does that. So um, back at the house, um, they're bored and they're kind of all like sitting and eating dinner back at the house. So it's like Kyle, Paige, um, uh, Amanda, and uh, there's a couple other people, but I, I can't really remember right now. Um and Paige actually says, like, oh, boy, did I pick the wrong dinner, like, realizing how boring it is. Um, now, the real drama that's going on, like, underneath all of this is that Kyle cheated. And Amanda and Kyle don't want to talk about it on camera. And Lindsay and others do want to talk about it. So let's just keep that in mind as we're going. So that's another reason that I think Amanda is so uber sensitive and just kind of irritated by everything okay which I mean I get it like she's cheated on she's been cheated on she's in a bad spot and you know she's I think she's a little emotionally fragile so in episode two of season three Danielle this is when Jordan was also joining the show do you remember Jordan he was such an odd duck um but I he was entertaining so Danielle's into him, like, right away. Um, But he doesn't seem that into it. I don't know. It seems like Danielle has, like Lindsay, does have bad judgment with men a lot. Um, But, you know, again, maybe that's why they kind of are, like, united over that, (laughs) over their issues with men. But Lindsay's also kind of flirting with Jordan. They're both flirting with him. Um... Now, Lindsay confesses to Danielle that her and Jordan, they're playing like one of those lawn games the first episode, and Lindsay took her shirt off because she lost the bet. And Danielle is like, what? Right? And Danielle asks, like, are you into him? And Lindsay says, no, I'm not into him, but I'm going to help you get him. So she kind of starts to like, big up Danielle and and helps her get with Jordan, basically. Um, Now, at this point, so just as a side note, because I think a lot of it is like, oh, it's always all about Lindsay and it's never about Danielle and da da da. Like, to be fair, like Lindsay spent the first half of this season involved in this Jordan-Danielle drama. Okay. And she does stand up for her when Jordan starts to F her over later. Um, so just keep that in mind. But she does take her shirt off in front of him, which I think does irk Danielle a bit because Danielle liked him. But again, it was like the first day they all met. I don't know if Lindsay even really knew Danielle was into him. And I think she was just trying to be provocative on camera. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of stuff Lindsay does is because she's like, again, like I said, this isn't the first season anymore. This is season three. Lindsay knows she's kind of the star. You know, she's had a boob job. She's like, she's like, I got to keep the entertainment rolling. I like to get drunk and be crazy. Like, you know, all that. Um, So 
Danielle and Paige and Lindsay are all friends at this point, and they are even on the bed gossiping and laughing in episode two. Um, Jordan makes out with Danielle in this episode, um, but he's kind of playing with her feelings. This is at the end of the episode, and Lindsay actually goes in on him. She goes up to him, confronts him, and she defends Danielle. Okay, so we know that, you know, there is Lindsay focusing on Danielle's problem and defending her. So just to give her a little bit of credit there. Now, episode three, not that much significant happened, but I did note that Amanda and Kyle are kind of shopping around for a new apartment and he had just cheated recently. So the last season was when she found out about him cheating. They're moving in together. I just wanted to note that because people made such a stink about Carl and Lindsay moving too fast um, when, you know, he's just gotten sober and they're still working on how their relationship's going to be and all this stuff. Well, I mean, like, so were Amanda and Kyle. Yes, different problems. But and do I think that's maybe the best idea? No, but they're adults. So we have to let them, you know, make their own decision. So episode four, still no beef with the girls yet. By the way, even though, you know, uh, Paige would have you think that the second she came in the house, everyone hated her and Lindsay was mean to her. But still, they are laughing, bonding, getting along. Jordan is still the main storyline. Paige and Lindsay are even bonding over taking Jordan down. Like they've like joined together in a like, we need to school this guy because why is he playing with Danielle's feelings? So just a heads up. Um... Amanda and Kyle have kind of a fight about trust issues. Paige supports Amanda and Lindsay supports Kyle, but just in like a listening way. And Kyle says, thank you for being there for him. They hug and Lindsay actually explains Amanda's side to Kyle and is like, well, yeah, I would be pissed if I was Amanda too. And like really shows him her side and Kyle's like, oh. So, you know, Lindsay has been a good friend to Kyle. So sometimes I think... I don't know. I feel like Kyle forgets about that a lot that, you know, he's and it's fine. Like Amanda's his wife, but he's become so wrapped up in that and in the like hating Lindsay propaganda that he almost forgets that like she has been there for him and he's been there for her, too. So it is kind of sad that we are where we are, where we are now. Um. So in episode five, this is where the first kind of little beef happens between Lindsay and one of the new girls. Lindsay says, it's it's kind of dumb, but Lindsay says she wants to girlify Hannah. Like she wants to make Hannah more girly because Hannah's like more of a like, I don't know what you would call it nowadays, what they used to say like tomboy. Um, Hannah's kind of offended by this. Like she takes it as like a, oh, you know, she's saying like maybe she's saying I'm not pretty enough or you know, I like the way I am. I don't need to dress more feminine. Whereas like Lindsay seeing it more as like a joke, like let me like give this girl a makeover almost. She doesn't say makeover, but if she did, that would be really bad. But um, anyways, so that is the first kind of riff within the girls group. But before that, and we're at episode six now, nothing has happened between the women. It's really all been about Jordan and Kyle and Amanda fighting over the cheating. So in episode six, um, and again, this is back to just an example of like Paige and Lindsay are still kind of 
friends at this point, and Lindsay has been welcoming to her. Like, I'm just floored by the revisionist history because I fully bought into it, too. Like, when they were arguing at the most recent reunion and Paige is like, well, you were never nice to me and you're never nice to the new people or whatever. I was like, is that actually like at first I was like, OK, fine. But like, who cares? That was so long ago. And then I was like, wait, was it even true, though? Because they showed that clip of Lindsay at the reunion of Lindsay. They flashed back to like season three, Lindsay yelling at Paige. And I'm like, what was that about? It's weird. I was like, I got to go back and watch. Right. So now here I am watching and now I'm on episode six and I'm feeling like a lot of this is revisionist history, honestly. So episode six, Lindsay asks for Paige's help, had help in setting up for an event. Paige says yes. They have one on one time. They get dressed. They leave. They both gush over how, oh, my God, you look gorgeous. No, you look gorgeous. Oh, my God. They go to the event together, just the two of them. They laugh. They have fun. And then Hannah and other people come. Hannah does confront Lindsay. She's upset over the feminine comments. And Lindsay apologizes right away. Um, Lindsay and Paige then have a sit down. And they chat about her with Carl. They have a nice conversation. They laugh, you know, like what's going on with you and Carl, like that kind of thing. Um, And then Kyle makes a comment saying, and Kyle's actually the one who kind of starts this narrative of like, oh, Paige isn't as into Carl as Carl is to her. However, Lindsay does co-sign it. Like Kyle says, I don't know if Paige is as into Carl as Carl is into Paige. And Lindsay's like, yeah, I could see that. So, you know, I think Kyle and Lindsay are kind of like maybe a little bit more protective of Carl because they've known him longer and because he does seem like so into Paige so quickly. The other underlying narrative is it is clear that Carl is not doing well. Like he's lost his job, his drinking and all that is not good. Like, I mean, we know now hindsight is twenty twenty, but I'm rewatching knowing that he has like a problem and it's like every scene he's like sloppy. He looks terrible in his confessionals. Like it's just night and day to now. So I can definitely see that Lindsay and Carl might have been worried about like if one more thing goes bad for him, it could be the tipping point. Right. And we know all this stuff is happening behind the scenes that we didn't know at this time but now we do so I'm gonna consider it um so Kyle has decided that he's gonna give now I'm on episode seven by the way so Kyle has decided that he's gonna give Amanda like a gift to kind of officially ask her to move in and to show her that we got the apartment that we wanted and Lindsay helps Kyle make the gift for Amanda And Lindsay kind of lectures him about how he needs to take the relationship seriously. He needs to be a good boyfriend. And she's very supportive of them. And she says she's proud of him. Which I was kind of annoyed rewatching this because Kyle has been so not supportive of Lindsay and Carl's relationship. And Amanda has not been as supportive as she should have been either. So it's really kind of annoying that she was so supportive of them. And so was Carl. Carl and Lindsay were so supportive of them, even though they just come back from this cheating thing. And this is very soon after. Right. Like Amanda even mentions it in a confessional 
about like moving in after you find out someone's cheated and how that might look bad to people and blah, blah, blah. So she's aware of this. Okay. Um, you know, Carl has, like I said, he's lost his job. Doesn't seem good. Um, they're having like a Christmas party in July in episode seven. And he, he kind of has a meltdown. Like he talks about like Christmas is like a really hard time for him because of his parents' divorce and all this other stuff. He really does not seem well. And Lindsay looks really concerned. He's, you know, he's in a bad mood. He feels like Paige is icing him out because Paige is kind of the type that like likes to play it like cool girl. Like, I don't care about you. So like I almost like hard to get. Um, and she's also invited some other guys that she knows to the party. So he's mad about that. Um, now, she says that she's doing it because, like, Carl's not, I guess, giving her what she wants. So there's two sides to the story here. But we'll get to that as we go on. Um, so, again, during this episode, Paige and Danielle decide to go get facials when everyone else is struggling to get the Christmas in July party set up. Carl gets really mad at this. He says it's ridiculous that they're going to get facials when the person whose birthday is there still staying to set up. So it's actually Amanda's birthday and they're all setting up. And even Amanda is annoyed, actually. So again, with the revisionist history of like, you know, Lindsay and Danielle are the problem. I mean, Danielle is going with Paige to get a facial. They're friends. They're hanging out. Like, this whole idea that, like, Danielle could never be friends with the other girls because Lindsay wouldn't let her. Like, it's just not true. Like, yeah, there's more animosity that grows, or but there's reasons for it. And I'm going to get into them. Trust me. So... Um, then Carl actually expresses that he hates Christmas because of his parents' divorce. He doesn't speak to his dad. We learn a little bit more about that. Um, when Paige goes to get the facial, she tells Danielle that she's annoyed because Carl doesn't take her out during the week. So this is when she's like, he only tries to pursue me on the weekend, doesn't ever contact me Monday to Friday. Um, Yes, Carl should be calling her. So I get why she's annoyed. On the other side, though, Paige is kind of playing games. Like she's like, oh, since he's not texting me during the week, I'm going to invite these guys on the weekend. So they're both playing these games. I think Carl's games are based on immaturity and his mental health issues, like his addiction and things like that and his lack of job. He's like, I'm looking for a job all week. And, you know, I think he's just not that proud of what he has going on Monday to Friday, right? Whereas Paige's is more just like, I want to be pursued and I want the guy to be obsessed with me, okay? Um, Because I do think Paige kind of has like that pretty girl syndrome where she's like, you know, if a guy likes me, he has to be obsessed, basically. <laughs> um, So Kyle does give Amanda her gift and it's of their very first photo for the apartment, which they got. So it's going to be like their very first photo together in a frame. And he mentions that Lindsay helped him with the gift. And Amanda thanks Lindsay. They hug. And Amanda says, I love you to Lindsay. So again, you know, this whole narrative that they hated each other season three. Like, yeah, they had some rocky times in season two when Amanda came in. But they're in a good place like they've mended things and they seem to be cool 
and Lindsay is very supportive of Amanda and Kyle. Like, I do think that Lindsay wasn't that into Paige, like, didn't really like her. But I think in season three, she's realized this girl's not going anywhere. She's my friend's girlfriend, and I need to look at the good things about her and accept her. And I, I, you can see that change happen by mid-season, which is where we are, episode seven. Paige is, you know, flirting away at the party in July, right in front of Carl. <laughs> And Carl, you know, he's already, like, he's not good. Like, he's already, like, really upset. And Carl says that he knows, you know, Paige has a lot of options for guys. She's 25. She's hot. But he says, I just am not in a place where I want to just, like, chase, chase, chase. Um, And Lindsay says, yeah, you know, it's not fair to you to have to be the only one who chases. Because he's kind of presenting it like... Paige doesn't want to do anything. She wants me to do everything. And again, Lindsay is only hearing Carl's side in this moment. So Carl says he's, you know, he starts kind of like trying to big himself up. I think it's like a false sort of like ego cover for his maybe lack of self-esteem, especially after losing his job. But he's like, I'm the best guy. I'm a prince. And uh, Lindsay says, well, maybe that makes her a little nervous. And Carl says, that's bullshit. I'm getting older. I'm 33. I want a serious relationship. You know, I don't want someone. And then Lindsay cuts him off and goes, who's playing games? Kind of like finishes his sentence. Um, and Lindsay says, yeah, I, I know what you mean. Like, I feel like Everett always played games with me. Carl asks her, how did you get through it? And Lindsay said, ice. You know, I just like basically she iced out Everett. And then Lindsay says, ice, just put her on ice and move on. As in like, if she's not giving you what you want and it's really making you this mad and upset just ignore it ignore her and just keep going on now interestingly enough Paige and Amanda happen to be listening and Paige when they hear her say just put her on ice and move on their jaws are like on the floor when they hear this advice they immediately go up to the bed Amanda says to Hannah because they're like filling Hannah in on it. And Amanda says, Lindsay basically said, if she's not into him, then she's not worth it. Is that what she said? I don't really think that's what she said. Maybe that's what Amanda heard through like kind of a daze of alcohol. But that's not what she said. However, that's kind of the spin. Now, I get why just overhearing that little snippet, why Paige and Amanda could have been a little like, oh, well, don't tell him to ice out Paige. Because they're like, you're not considering the fact that he's not, you know, texting her and calling her during the week, which he said he would, like all this other stuff. However, I don't think it's fair to blame Lindsay in this situation because she's just hearing Carl's side. And she's and he's she knows he's struggling. He's lost his job. She probably knows right now, which a lot of other people didn't, that he's got drug and alcohol problems. And she I think she's trying to kind of let him down easy. Like, you know what? If this situation is so upsetting to you and it's making you spiral, just walk away from it. Ignore her, kind of ice it out. Especially because, like, literally at this party while they're having this conversation, there's those other guys there that Paige brought. So I don't even know if, like, it's Kyle and Lindsay are pretty convinced that Paige is not even that into him. So I don't think they think from their perspective that this is that big of a deal. Let's move along to episode eight. Okay, so Paige says in her confessional that Carl is telling 
Lindsay that he's putting in all this effort and that she's not reciprocating. But that's not true. Okay, so I guess that would mean that Paige knows that Lindsay is not getting the full story. So, I don't know, the outrage towards Lindsay from Paige here is a little odd to me. And I'm only dissecting this extra because this is Paige and Lindsay's first quote-unquote disagreement in the house. Like, up until this point, they've been friends and getting along. So... Hannah goes and tells Lindsay that Paige thinks she overheard Lindsay and Carl talking shit, basically. And Lindsay says, Carl, you know, it wasn't like that. She says, no, 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 Carl was confiding in me. I wasn't talking shit. Hannah runs and tells the girls that Lindsay says, you know, she has no issue with Paige. She was just trying to be supportive of Carl. Paige says, okay. And Amanda says, yeah, she just told him to ice you sarcastically. And again, Amanda's kind of flaming the fire again, like she was earlier. I feel like Amanda is so upset at Lindsay for feeling left out of the Instagram photos that she's just kind of like on this rampage as well. When the more mature move would be to just talk to Lindsay about it, right? And I think that's always been the big disconnect between these girls, is Lindsay is the type who, like, if she has a problem with you or if she wants to confront you, she's going to bring it up to your face. Whereas Paige and Amanda, etc., they're more like they'll talk shit behind your back and then you might get to talk to them about it to their face after everything blows up after a while or at the reunion. So, I mean, these girls really have, like, different ways of handling this conflict, and it's quite conflicting. So, uh, Lindsay comes in to the girls, and she's all activated. So, we have, like, activated Lindsay, obviously, and she's super annoyed because she feels like the girls are all sitting there talking about her to each other, which, I mean, she's not wrong. All that being said, she's her anger is does not match the crime. <laughs> I mean, she's not wrong that they're all sitting there talking shit, but she really blows up. I think it's partly alcohol infused, but she starts, she does raise her voice um, and she's like, you know, this is ridiculous. I wasn't talking shit and all that. And, you know, Paige looks a little like taken aback. Um, But eventually Lindsay takes Paige aside and, you know, she's drunk and activated. Paige looks a little bit like, you know, what the fuck is happening here, which is fair. Um, but, you know, they kind of sort of resolve it for now. Um, so Paige and Amanda talk later in this episode and Paige basically says Carl has gone back to ignoring her. He says one thing, he does another. She then says that he's portrayed things to Lindsay wrong. So this is the second time she's acknowledging that, you know, Carl's giving a one-sided story to Lindsay. And she's pissed that, you know, she didn't stand up for herself more when Lindsay was having her little blow up at her. Amanda says, yeah, well, it's taken me a year to stand up to Lindsay, which um, I don't know if I agree with that because I feel like Amanda is still just harboring things that she's mad about and hasn't really confronted Lindsay yet. Um, But anyways, you know, Paige should have given it right back to her. Like if Lindsay was yelling, Paige should have been like, well, maybe you should hear my side of the story. 
that would have been a better way to handle it because I bet you that it would have been squashed right then and there. Um, so where am I? Okay, so Lindsay and Paige do talk in episode 10. Okay, sorry, that was a little confusing because I read the wrong bullet point on my notes. So please just ignore that for a sec. Okay, so we're on episode 10 now. And Danielle actually decides that she's going to go tell Paige um, about the Kyle cheating rumor. So the season before, we find out that Kyle cheated, obviously. And now there's another rumor because one of Lindsay's friends claims that she saw Kyle with another girl. I think it was at a club or something like that. Anyways, so... Lindsay has confided in Danielle and Danielle's the only person Lindsay's told and she's kind of like I have to handle this delicately and this if you remember on the most recent reunion this is the cheating rumor that Kyle and Amanda were all pissed off about um, because they claim it was like a rumor with no foundation and that Lindsay shouldn't have brought it up on camera which again that's up for debate. Uh, depending on your perspective and the fact that it is a TV show. So we can get into that later. But anyways, I don't know why Danielle goes and tells Paige, but she does. (laughs) So, so much for like, oh, Danielle is always so loyal to Lindsay, by the way, if we can just, you know, actually look at what happens in these episodes. Um, She tells her, And then Lindsay is so mad because she's like, well, you weren't supposed to tell anyone. Um, However, Lindsay and Paige talk and Paige says, you know what? I'm not going to say anything. Um, She says, listen, I know you're just being a good friend to Amanda and that you're just trying to protect her. So that is quite a different perspective from the most recent reunion you know, where it's sort of like, okay, uh, Lindsay and Kyle are so evil because they, not Lindsay and Kyle, sorry, Lindsay is so evil because she put this cheating rumor out there without having it have any foundation. Like Paige at this time says that she sees this as a good move as a friend. Um. Anyways, Lindsay does get mad at Danielle, but they make up quickly after Danielle apologizes for going behind her back and telling Paige. So it's not like a big deal. It's kind of a quick thing and it gets squashed quickly. Um, However, Lindsay decides, okay, I got to tell Kyle because now Paige knows too. So we shouldn't all be talking about it behind their back. So Lindsay tells Kyle. Kyle says straight up, I don't know. Like, seriously? Like, is that? I don't know. I'm having trouble believing this whole like... Kyle doesn't remember if he cheated or not. Like, I can get, I can see that happening once. And like, you kind of, okay, you get one. We give you one sort of quote unquote excuse. Not a good excuse, but excuse. But now twice? Like he, okay, so he says he had a huge night out. He blacked out. He doesn't know what happened. However, he doesn't deny it. The whole scene, he never once says, I wouldn't do that again. No, like he never says it. Um, You know, considering at the most recent reunion, 
he was acting like this was a completely unfounded, untrue rumor. Actually, when it first came out, he didn't even know if it was true or not. He couldn't remember. So anyways, so in episode 11, the alleged girl who Kyle made out with, um, I guess Kyle manages to track her down. And she says, no, we've never met. Amanda, you know, takes this at face value, believes him, and, you know, they seem to move on. It is weird how quickly Amanda accepts this. And it's also weird that this girl would be like, I don't know, the whole story, it's not adding up to me. I kind of believe that Kyle did it. I'm, I, have, I don't have any evidence or anything like that. I'm just giving you my opinion. Okay, why would this girl at a club who's a friend of Lindsay's, randomly be like, I saw Kyle making out with this girl and I even know who it is. Right? And then, and we don't see, like, what happens off camera. Maybe this, this is what I think happened. I think it did happen. I think Kyle dealt with it off camera, got the girl to send him a text saying we never met, you know, convinced her, whatever that he could give to production so they could show the text. And, you know, either Amanda knows and is in on it and they dealt with this cheating behind closed doors because Amanda wasn't going to drop him for it. Um, but she didn't want it. She probably was like, OK, I, I'm not going to break up with him, but I want the world to know that, you know, I'm weak and I took him back twice, which there are some people that would think she's weak. I personally wouldn't because I don't judge, you know, if somebody wants to stay with someone, that's their choice. They're adults. Okay, like, and if she thinks like, okay, he's has a drinking problem, I'm going to help him. I don't know what the situation was. Or Amanda was, again, lied to and she really just believed this. But in the most recent season, like Kyle and Amanda are acting like this rumor was completely made up out of the blue, that Lindsay just like dreamed about it one night and then started spreading it, which that's not really what happened. And based on the quote-unquote evidence that he didn't do it, which is just some random girl saying, I've never met you, I don't know, that's not, like, I don't know, that wouldn't hold up in court. It's not that, <laughs> it's not the strongest evidence I've ever heard of. So anyways, same episode, episode 11, Kyle and Amanda come back to the house. They kind of just act like everything is normal. Lindsay says in her confessional, it's a little weird, that they're acting like everything is normal, but she drops it. Um, she doesn't like continually bring it up and isn't like, why aren't you guys talking about it? Why aren't you da -da -da, like everyone did to her and Carl this recent season? Um, however, Hannah and Paige talk about it a lot. Okay. They're talking about it on camera more than once. They're in bed. They're gossiping. They say many times or they imply very strongly that if they were in Amanda's position, they would dump him. So, I mean, like, I kind of see why Amanda doesn't want this stuff on camera because she has friends that they're a little judgy. Like, yes, you should be honest with your friends. Like, if I was in your position, this is what I would do. But you should also say, I love you and I support you no matter what choice you make. And I can also understand being so in love with someone that you are willing to try and forgive them. But... They, I don't know. We don't see that. It might happen off camera, but it's not something that we see. Um, now, in the same time, we still have the Jordan storyline kind of going on. 
And Paige, Danielle, and Hannah are, like, obsessed with, like, screwing over Jordan for no reason, really, besides that he's, like, a bit awkward and they think he might be a virgin and all this stuff. And, like, yes, I guess, like, Danielle's a little bit mad because she liked him and then he kind of was like, well, I wouldn't bring her home to mom or whatever. But, I mean, it's not like... They had kind of made out a couple times and, like, they were sort of, like, this, like, casual weekend thing. And she really treats it like they were in this, like, relationship. And they weren't. So, I don't know. It's a, giving a little bit, like, despy from Danielle, to be honest. And then they're all kind of really mean about it. Like, they, they imply that, like, he's a virgin. They imply that he's gay. And, like, I just think that's all just offensive and... It's like a lot of like heteronormative BS, like, oh, he's not masculine enough. He's not this. I don't know. It's not a good look all around. So now all that being said, Jordan is an odd character, certainly. That's why he kind of makes good TV. I'm not saying he's not weird, but like they're so obsessed with knowing his sexuality and his sexual history. I don't really think that's their business. You can say he's not my kind of guy. I think he lies a lot about like, you know, all these, like, adventurous things he's done or whatever, that's fine. But, like, the kind of questioning of his actual sexuality and stuff is just seems really mean girly. So, um, anytime Kyle sort of speaks to Carl about him and Paige's situationship or whatever you want to call it, so this is, you know, also still kind of going on, by the way, um, you know, Paige, because Kyle brings it up sometimes. Like, Kyle will be like, yo, what's going on with you and Paige? Or it seems like Paige likes, doesn't like you as much as you like her. Paige brings up Kyle cheating. Like, it's like she really uses it as like, as like a, she weaponizes it. Um, and again, like, the other people in the house did drop it, but Paige doesn't seem to be able to do that. Um, she seems more concerned about Kyle than about her situation with Carl which fine she has the right to be concerned about her friend but your friend's an adult so then um we get the proposal so Kyle decides to propose to Amanda and you know they go on the boat and it's really nice and all that um and just one thing I want to point out because there was that whole shoulder pad gate thing at the beach with Carl and Lindsay's engagement and she knew about it. They go on this like boat ride and it's not like a fancy boat ride necessarily. Like it's not like they're going on a yacht or something like that, but they go on this boat ride. Amanda wears a dress, a nice dress and heels and she gets on the boat and there's roses everywhere and the cameras come with them and then she gets proposed to and she acts so shocked like so surprised so how is that not the same and like no one questioned it no one was like oh she knew and did da, da, da. because she probably did knew no and who cares who cares if she knew most girls know when a proposal's coming and if i was on a tv show and i knew okay my guy's going to do it for the show i'd want to know exactly because it's going to be on film and i need to know how i'm going to look and I need to have that planned out. So that's fine. But like, still, she still wants to have, like, Amanda still wants to have her moment. She still wants to cry. She still wants to say yes. She still wants to him to be down on one knee. And so did Lindsay. They both just still wanted to have their moment. 
right? So yeah, they did have to kind of like fake how shocked they were a little bit. And I don't think that's a crime. So anyways, by the way, before we move on to season four, there was at least three times in this season that Kyle fully yells, like screams at Paige when they get into arguments about him, her relationship with Carl or about Paige bringing up Kyle being a cheater or whatever. Yet here we are five more seasons later at the reunion and Paige is still bringing up how Lindsay yelled at her season three, which by the way, they had one argument in season three. The whole rest of the season, they were friends and got along and Lindsay apologized for it. And she's not mad about Kyle though. So I'm not trying to prove anything or say, like, I'm not trying to prove that Lindsay's like some victim or anything. What I'm trying to show is that she, Paige just doesn't like Lindsay, which is fine. But just be honest about that. And be honest that maybe, you know, you are a little jealous of the attention that her and Carl are getting. And like, let's just be a little bit more real about what's going on. Because then the audience doesn't have to watch this reunion with all these like, kind of BS reasons for the fact that you guys aren't friends anymore right and it's the fakeness as well it's the like being nice to someone on camera and then all of a sudden all this heat at the reunion that's another thing like I'm not a big fan of um you know I'd be a lot more into it if like everyone just kind of brought it during the season all right so let's go on to season four so season four is the season where we have the infamous like Carl and Lindsay hooked up like ooh um <laughs> so episode 1 like we get right into it um we find out that Carl you know did what he did with Lindsay and all the girls are talking about it and they all go they're like oh Carl fingered Lindsay and they're all like ew which uh, that's mean like, talk about, like, who's being mean in the house. I'm sorry, that's mean. Um, Paige claims she doesn't care, but she seems like she might care a little. You know, her and Carl kind of had a thing, which, like, that's understandable. I get that. Um, everyone kind of knows something has gone on between Carl and Lindsay. You know, so when they so when they get to the house, they meet Jules. Um, so I don't know if you remember Jules. She came in and she was kind of like, you know, a new cast member who is friends with Jordan and she's like really cute and she kind of has like a similar look to Paige I guess um and she comes in and they all meet her and Paige asks Carl right away if he can help Jules with her bags and you know her and Hannah give each other these like looks like they did it on purpose because they're trying to like bother Lindsay which again like why like why are they going out of their way like who cares just leave it anyways um it's almost like they're expecting Lindsay to like bite Jules's head off Lindsay instead by the way she's nice to Jules when Jules comes in gives her a big hug and is like welcome oh my god and then she I believe, if I remember right, I think she offers to help her with the bags. Now, that might be because she doesn't want Carl to help her totally because um, she likes Carl. Um, and then we get into, but she doesn't say anything rude or do anything rude to, to Jules. Like, she brings her upstairs. She shows her the rooms. She's like, you could have this one, whatever. Then we go to the confessional and Paige is like, good luck, Jules. 
Like, good luck with what? Like, nothing has even happened yet. And this is, again, like, these are my issues that with Amanda and Paige. It's like, let me, you know, start little fires and then act innocent later, which I'm not a fan of. Um, so, and so far, again, I, you know, we're on season four. There hasn't been any evidence of this, like, you know, only certain people are accepted in the house and Lindsay's not accepting the new girls. There hasn't been any evidence of that yet. So, um, they have dinner and Kyle and Amanda are talking about their wedding venue and how it fell through and they just kind of seem, you know, they seem bummed, which that's fair. Um, but Hannah and Paige are kind of like sitting on the end of the table and they're kind of whispering and having like a side conversation and giggling. And it is actually kind of rude because they're trying to like share something that's hard for them and they're just kind of like so Lindsay for the record um, and everyone else is listening and trying to be supportive now Kyle gets mad he has like his little blow up and he 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 definitely overreacts like he didn't need to raise his voice and all that but some I think Kyle sometimes just does that for the cameras but anyways in the confessional Hannah is like says, well, it's weird listening to wedding planning when a year ago their relationship was a disaster. And it's like, okay, but like, what does it matter? It, like, that was a year ago. Somebody's relationship could be a disaster and it could be great a month later, depending on the circumstances, how much work they're doing on fixing it. Like, you don't know. So it's very odd to me and it feels very reminiscent of what is going on in the current season with Carl and Lindsay it's like it's like a lot of people in the house it's like they can't accept change almost like it's like okay there's no it's like there's no room for growth right it's like okay if Kyle and Amanda were in a bad place and now they're in a better place and they're planning their wedding that doesn't make sense to me so I'm going to judge it and may they be correct yes Maybe Kyle and Amanda aren't in the best space right now, but does that, you know, is that a good idea? Is that going to help it to kind of talk shit about your friend and her wedding planning? I don't really, I don't know. Anyways, it feels mean to me. It's not something I would do to one of my best girlfriends. Um, so Kyle feels like the girls are like whispering and telling secrets. They feel, he feels like they're laughing at him when he's talking about something serious. So like there's a lot of his insecurities coming up. Um, Amanda does kind of take the girl's side, which I kind of think is a mistake. I think she should sort of try to stay more in the middle in this situation. Like, guys, you're making Kyle feel insecure. He already maybe feels insecure because of the mistakes he made in the past. And, you know, we're trying to talk about our wedding. It'd be nice if everyone listened. But then on the other side, like, Kyle, you don't have to blow up and yell at people. So, I don't know. Um, Paige in the kitchen says... You know, if asking about someone's wedding turns into yelling, maybe something bigger is wrong. Okay. So maybe you start shit on camera on purpose. I don't know. That's what it seems like to me so far. So in episode two, um, Lindsay actually gets mad at Hannah and Jules for bugging her about Carl. So this is the first, like, you know conflict between Lindsay and any of the other girls for season four 
So basically, she feels like people keep asking her questions about the status of her and Carl, which like, I mean, that's fair. They want to know. But um, in the same vein, it's like she doesn't really know what the status is. So she just gets annoyed. But, you know, Jules is not the target, right? Like, it's not like, oh, Jules is a new girl, so I'm going to be a bitch to her. No, she's just annoyed that they keep asking about Carl. Um, And then speaking of who's not being as accepting of new girls, you know, Jules comes in wearing a similar, not the same, but a similar shirt that Paige had worn the day before. Like, they're both, like, white shirts with, like, poofy sleeves, but they are different. Anyways, but Paige kind of is, like... Oh, you know, like it's a compliment when someone wears something similar to you. You know, she says it's very nice. Annoying, but very nice. So I don't know. I thought that was a little mean girly. And then in episode three, Paige and Jules go for pedicures. Paige says, you know, it's hard being the new girl in the house. But she says in her confessional, and again, like this is my issue with Paige. It's like it's always with the confessional it's always talking shit in confessionals and not saying it to people's faces. But she says Jules is trying way too hard. But to her face, she says nothing. Whereas, you know, I think like Danielle or Lindsay and some other people, like they would just say, like, you know, just relax. It's okay. And like, you know, just let your flow with the group happen naturally. Like Jules, you could tell Jules needs some reassurance. Like she's having trouble fitting in with the group. She needs someone to tell her. Like, just chill and it'll happen naturally because I think, you know, they feel like she's trying to push it too hard. Um, And Paige says, you know, it's like really hard coming into our friend group. But, you know, Paige has only been there for one season as well. So I don't know. Anyways. So Lindsay and Carl are really all anyone can talk about. It's like everyone's storyline right now. Um, Now they have their a first date like an official date and they get into a big fight on camera and they're like yelling at each other (laughs) and Danielle does say later in the episode it's weird to see them together so just like to kind of go back to what happened in the most recent season with Danielle clearly she has some feelings about seeing them together because this is closer to when her and Carl dated and it seems like there's like this almost like in this like Trey's Amigos group it's almost like there's like this competition of like who's gonna break Carl like who's gonna tame the wild stallion it really does feel that way and I'll get more into why later um but you know Danielle says it's weird but she doesn't harp on it that much um but as they start dating more she she does make side comments here and there um you know Lindsay makes a comment that she's the only person who understands Carl like when she's kind of explaining her fight to Danielle and Danielle seems kind of annoyed and she says oh yeah you're the only one who understands him that's funny and then Lindsay just like leaves and goes to the bathroom but you can tell Danielle is bothered so I do think that there is and maybe always has been a little bit of competition between Danielle and Lindsay over Carl because they both have had feeling, I think they both had feelings for him. Danielle got to him first. It didn't work out. They all stayed friends. Um, and then, you know, a little bit down the line, then him and Lindsay have this like weird hookup. And I think, you know, Danielle is a little bothered by that. 
Um, in the car ride, they're on their way out one night in the Hamptons, and Danielle gets annoyed in the car ride because Lindsay gives Carl a kiss. Lindsay kind of snaps at her and is like, can you stop, like, making faces when we kiss? Um, and Danielle's like, okay, whatever. But, like, you know, she's, I guess she's feeling like we're just trying to date and everyone, it's, like, under a microscope. So at dinner, Lindsay tells the group at dinner that, you know, Carl took her on a date on Wednesday. And Paige is like, a Wednesday? The nerve in her confessional. Because if you remember, she was always mad at Carl because he would never... Um, basically speak to her Monday to Friday. Um, Carl and Lindsay tell everyone they're dating, but that they're taking it slow. And interestingly, Danielle jumps in and says, you're not taking it slow, or it doesn't seem like you're taking it slow. And her evidence for this is that they were kissing in the car. Um, Lindsay says, no, I tried to kiss him. And Danielle just kind of makes a face. And Danielle says, you guys say you're moving slow, but you're acting very coupley and moving fast. Again, based on what exactly? Because Lindsay tried to give him a kiss in the car. They've been on one date. And they're not labeling each other. They haven't labeled as boyfriend and girlfriend, nothing like that. They're sort of... They haven't been PDA in front of everyone. They had that one kiss in the car, but besides that, there's no other PDA examples at all that I have seen on camera or that anyone else has mentioned. So it seems like, you know, Danielle never supported this, even the first time. Lindsay gets mad and she says she feels attacked and she's, you know, and people are like, you're being defensive. And she's like, yes, I am, because I feel like I'm being attacked. And... You know, there there is lots of Lindsay and Carl fighting about just everything. He's clearly not ready for a relationship in this season, and she is. That's really the big disconnect. Um, so again, it's you know, it's not going great, and we're seeing just kind of this weird dynamic with Danielle and Lindsay. Because remember, what I really am focusing on for this Bravo paper is why did or how did we get to the point of everyone versus Lindsay? It's a little odd, okay? And it's hard to kind of pinpoint. And we were all so confused by a lot of the arguments this season. So I think going back in the history is the way to kind of pinpoint it. So in episode five, Jules confesses that she feels left out. But you can tell it is clearly because she hasn't been accepted by Hannah, Paige, and Amanda. Lindsay is like in her own world with Carl. Danielle's barely around. And the only girls who are really around and are also kind of not including Jules is Hannah, Paige, and Amanda, to be honest. Um, you know, Lindsay cries about Carl in episode five. Amanda hugs her and says, I love you. It's like, it really seems like Amanda and Lindsay have a good relationship, even though, yes, they had their issues last season, but they kind of worked it out and they seem close. So again, just to go back to this whole like, oh, you know, Amanda and Lindsay, this whole storyline about that they've never gotten along and it's just really not 100% accurate. Um, 
Carl's drinking problem is very apparent as well. Like he chugs like a full bottle of Fireball and then he's pouring wine for himself like it's going out of style. Um, and it's funny because this is on this episode, Paige is gone this weekend. I can't remember why because she has like some event that she has to go to. And you can tell that Jules feels a lot more included when Paige isn't there. It's sort of like their little threesome is broken up and the group is less divided. And I did really see a shift. So, you know, because Paige does, she has like a presence. She has a very strong presence that Amanda and Hannah don't have. Like Paige and Lindsay both have this strong presence that can sort of like dictate the dynamics of the larger group so when they're not around it does change things so I thought that was interesting just to note and in episode six um they have their little like sleepover and this is kind of a famous moment that got brought up again I believe it was was it winter house or was it last season of summer house I think it was winter house but this is where Amanda Basically, they have they're they have like a girls night and they're doing the sleepover and Amanda has to pick she picks truth and truth or dare. And she has to say who she wouldn't save from a burning building. And she says, I wouldn't save Jules. OK. And she says this because she doesn't open up to people she doesn't trust and she doesn't trust Jules because she's been hooking up with Jordan and Jordan takes a lot. Jordan lies a lot. Like what? So that's Jules's fault that Jordan, like Jordan's a guy who likes to big up his sexual history. And somehow that's Jules. Like, why is that Jules's fault? What does that have to do with her? Like, she's just, she's having kind of like a summer hookup. She's trying to get to know all of you. I don't know that there's a big disconnect there for me. Um, and it's really rude, but, you know, Jules handles herself well and she hits back and she's like, well, you know, Kyle cheated on you and you trust him. And then you should like Amanda's face is like, wow, because she was not expecting that. And then Amanda comes back with this like convoluted answer that makes no sense about how there's a difference between Kyle who lied once and Jordan who lies all the time. I mean, I would argue that Kyle's is actually worse because he lied once and it was a big lie about something serious, whereas Jordan lies about dumb things that wouldn't really hurt anyone. Like Jordan's lying about the time he went down on a girl and fell off the couch or Jordan's lying about like, you know, how good he is in bed. Like it's that's not he's not lying in a way that is like maliciously hurting the person he cares the most about in the world. So anyways, Lindsay jumps in to this combo and says she's also triggered by liars. Um, and that, however, she says, you know, Amanda wouldn't want people judging her based on Carl's, Kyle's actions. So it's not fair to judge Jules. So there we go. OK, we got the most recent reunion. Paige and these girls, you're never welcoming to the new girls. And here we are. The only person defending the new girl is Lindsay. Okay. Jules is clearly hurt. Like, why? Why didn't Amanda just say, I wouldn't save you because sorry, I just don't know you that well yet. And I have to pick someone. 
That's what I would have said. Amanda in her confessional talks about how rude Jules was to say that, but like you started it, Amanda. And this is something Amanda does a lot. Like she'll say something kind of mean or bitchy to someone's like usually behind someone's back. And then when they come back at her, she'll act like the victim. She does it all the time. It's it's pretty annoying. Um, so funnily enough, on this topic, later the same issue comes up because Kyle is out partying and doesn't answer his phone because he's like later he says it's because he's doing like lover boy stuff or he's in the middle of promoting or whatever. She calls him 29 times. <laughs> So I guess it comes up like later he had 29 missed calls and he doesn't answer and she's freaking out. So I guess maybe Kyle isn't just somebody who Amanda thinks would only lie the one time. Just saying. The next day, um, Hannah and Paige, again, gossip about Amanda and Kyle's relationship, about it being bad. They're not ready for marriage, etc., Um, So again, this is like an ongoing theme of Hannah and Paige, like talking about this behind Amanda's back. Now, they do bring it to her face eventually, to be fair. It does come up. But there's a lot of pre-shit talking before then. Um, So uh, back to Carl and Lindsay. Carl wants to invite this girl, Sarah, from Barry's boot camp And he wants to invite her to the house. So him and Lindsay, it's not working out. Okay. It hasn't worked out. You know, Lindsay's upset, but, you know, she's dealing with it. Carl wants to invite this girl to the house. So Paige goes and gives Lindsay a heads up. Amanda comforts her and hugs her. So, like, Lindsay's not in a bad place with Paige and Amanda. And it really seems like the girls are all friends so far this season. So I'm on episode six. The only disconnect has been with with Jules, you know, being hurt by what Amanda said. And the other only disconnect is Paige and Hannah talking shit about Amanda. But Lindsay isn't really involved in it because she's so in, like, this Carl world. Um, Paige and Hannah spend more of the season really criticizing Kyle and Amanda's issues, actually. That's really their main focus. Um, Danielle is around them also more than I remembered, Like, they kind of make it out on the more recent seasons. Like, Danielle was only Lindsay's friend, and they never had any opportunities to get to know her, and she never hung out with them. But she's around them all the time without Lindsay. Like, there are so many scenes of Danielle, like, in the bed with them, chit-chatting, you know, doing stuff with them, getting stuff set up, or, like, you know, even, like... um sometimes having one-on-one time with like Hannah Page or Amanda and it's weird like yes she's around Lindsay more and her and Lindsay are closer but it's not like this like oh they never talked to her and they never had an opportunity to get to know her like to me that is very revisionist history all right so let's get to Kyle's 37th birthday toga party we know Kyle loves a theme birthday, as they all do on this show, because it makes for good TV. Um, now, at this point, Jordan and Jules have broken up and they aren't getting along. And everyone in the house kind of feels like Jordan and Jules want them to pick sides. 
So at the party, Carl, and I do think this is partly because of drinking and drugs, but Carl loses his temper and he yells at Jules and Jordan and says he wants them both out of the house, that no one wants them there, etc. Jules starts crying. She tells Amanda, she runs over to Amanda and Paige. And by the way, Lindsay is away in Mexico this weekend with her girlfriends. And yes, she has girlfriends, even though I feel like, you know, Paige would make you feel otherwise or think otherwise. Um, so, so yeah, so she's away this weekend, so she's not involved in this. Um, and Amanda and Paige, though, they don't really admit that they kind of co-signed Jules being kicked out. Like they had a house meeting earlier and they haven't said anything yet, but they'd all kind of agreed that after Sunday, maybe Jordan and Jules would be gone. So in the moment, they kind of blame Hannah, who's not even around. <laughs> and they say she's the one who's been and they say to her like, oh, well, you know, Hannah's been sticking up for Jordan way more and not taking Jules's side. So Hannah finds out about this and she's upset. Right. So she's like, why? Like, I'm not around in these girls like Paige and Amanda, like totally throw me under the bus. And again, this goes back to the like how these girls handle conflict. OK, Amanda and Paige, they cannot like I understand they feel empathy for Jules while she's sitting there crying and they want to comfort her, but they can never take the blame or say something to the person's face like they could have said hey we all had a discussion and because of how things are with you and Jordan you know we all kind of agreed that maybe after this weekend it's best that we part ways but no instead they're like oh yeah it was really Hannah because she's like standing up for Jordan she doesn't want you around like what is that that's rude. And yeah, it is it partly true? Yes, but they're leaving out another part of it, which is that they and everyone else also agreed to it. So the next week, Lindsay's back. Hannah tells her everything that happened and how she's kind of annoyed because she feels like Paige and Amanda threw her under the bus because they don't want to be seen and this is literally like this is what Hannah says she says they don't want to be seen as the quote-unquote mean girls and Lindsay says yeah they can be cliquey with each other that's a direct quote and and she's like to Hannah she's like I didn't even know kicking people out of the house was a thing like she's like if that was a thing I would have been kicking people out like the last few years and she's like Jules would be at the bottom of the list <laughs> so you know interpret that however you like I don't know if that if she's referring to Paige and Amanda maybe um and she's like I didn't know that was a thing since when so back at the house they get back from dinner and Paige calls Lindsay over into bed you know basically to talk shit um to shit talk Luke specifically sorry you probably like forgot Luke existed because he just hasn't he's been a non-factor this season so far um, but she's like, Ugh, you know, I feel like Luke is messing around with Hannah and, and I feel like he's like, you know, he's dicking her around and all this stuff. And Lindsay gets really annoyed. She's drunk again. And she's like, oh Lord, who cares? Why can't you just let her live her life? Right. So, you know, just if Hannah's going to get screwed over by Luke or whatever, she's an adult. 
just let her date him and she'll have to deal with it, basically. Right. Um, and Paige says, well, she doesn't trust Luke's intentions. And Lindsay says, well, why don't I just go ask Luke what his intentions are? And she gets up and goes and asks him. And Paige is like, what? Not now. But Lindsay goes anyways. So again, it's like this. They just handle things so differently. Like Lindsay's like, let's just deal with this. And I think Lindsay's thinking is everything is on camera anyways. Like, I don't know if Lindsay would be this direct in real life or not, but I think she's been on the show long enough now to know anything like this is going to make it. They're all going to see it anyways. And, you know, it's kind of boring, like sitting on a bed talking about it over and over again. So let's just rip the Band-Aid and get it over with. So in her confessional, Lindsay says Paige needs to stop gossiping about stuff like this and just let Hannah figure it out on her own. And and she says, why doesn't Paige discuss her relationship? Is her so perfect? Because Paige has started dating that guy, Perry, who doesn't seem to want to come to the house or make any appearances on the show. And he also wants like something really serious. He's ready to get married and Paige isn't. So Lindsay kind of calls her on that. Lindsay tells Luke and Hannah what Paige and Amanda are saying. And Hannah is really annoyed. And then Paige, Hannah, and Lindsay are in the kitchen arguing. Lindsay says Hannah thinks, you know, Paige is kind of entitled with her opinions. Hannah kind of lets it slip that Lindsay said they're cliquey sometimes. And then Paige starts, like, going off on Lindsay for starting this whole fight. Like, Paige is like, Hannah and I would never have been in a fight if it wasn't for you. You've been causing all this. And Lindsay's like, I did not start this. Paige storms off and said she's, you know, I'm not going to fight with my best friend, best friend being Hannah. And Lindsay, you're insane. Okay. I can sort of see from Paige's perspective why she feels like Hannah's fueling this. But as a more kind of outside person viewing it it's not so much that Lindsay's fueling the fight it's that Lindsay disagrees with the way Paige handles her opinions on her friends which is to like just sit around and kind of gossip about it whereas Lindsay's like you should just tell them to their face so they really just have a different way of dealing with conflict okay so you know Paige let's be honest she's also a little bit mad because she is kind of caught like, she was shit-talking Hannah and Luke. She was, right? And she's, like, talking to anyone who will listen about it, right? So she's kind of mad. I think she's just kind of mad she got caught. She's mad that she's here with a girl who won't just enable her to keep talking about stuff, like, on the DL, right? And, you know, Hannah kind of plays both sides. Like, Hannah's sort of, like, when Hannah's annoyed with Amanda and Paige, she goes to Lindsay. When Hannah's... Am- annoyed with Lindsay she goes to Paige and Amanda so I actually think Amanda has sorry um Hannah has some fault here because Hannah's constantly like she's at she loves Amanda and Paige as friends but she's also kind of conflicted because they don't support her relationship with Luke and Lindsay does support her relationship with Luke so Hannah does kind of fuel the fire and I actually think Hannah is more of an issue in the division of the girls group than anyone else during this season And I mean, there's fault to go around everywhere. Like, yes, Lindsay's reactive, of course. 
Paige is Paige and Amanda are shit talking all the time. Another problem, right? So there's just there's fault to go around everywhere for sure. But I do think that, you know, this whole idea that Lindsay is the catalyst and she's the one who's like trying to break the group up, that I don't think is accurate. Paige goes to look for Hannah after this fight, but she's like in the bedroom with Luke. Um <laughs> anyways, Lindsay definitely kind of tries to control how Hannah handles this whole situation. Like, I think Lindsay as well, like before I end off on this episode, Lindsay really sees Hannah kind of upset that Amanda and Paige are always shit talking her relationship with Luke and never talking to her about it or judging her for liking him, you know, even though he might be messing with her and whatnot. Right. So I think Lindsay wants Hannah to just confront the girls and be straight up like, stop talking about me and Luke. Leave me alone. Let me date him. I like him. No matter what you think, I'm still going to date him anyways. That's what I think Lindsay wants. But Hannah doesn't. Hannah thinks all that stuff, but she doesn't want to say it because she's kind of somewhere in the middle of the like confrontation versus shit talking. She sort of likes both. And Paige and Amanda are like fully on the, you know, we'll just gossip about our friend and maybe confront her about it later or maybe not. So that really is the source of this conflict. And again, like, I don't see this as being like, oh, Lindsay doesn't accept new people or like, you know, Lindsay's always mean to all of us when we came in the house. Like, that's really not what has happened so far in these seasons. Let's go on to episode 11. So this is where they have the murder mystery party. Paige, etc., and her group basically say Lindsay is making up stories, you know, with the whole Hannah thing. And Lindsay admits she shouldn't have used the word entitled because I guess she said, well, you know, Hannah thinks that you are too entitled to your opinions about her relationship with Luke. So Lindsay admits that was the wrong word, but she says the Hannah story still stands. You know, she said Hannah did feel a certain type of way about, you know, you all talking about her and Luke. Um, but Hannah's very defensive about her feelings towards Paige and Amanda, which, to be honest, is a little annoying because Hannah did complain to Lindsay prior to the weekend. Like, there's a whole filmed scene with the two of them, and Hannah's like, telling Lindsay about how Amanda and Paige are judging her and Luke and all this stuff. So like I said, you know, Hannah is kind of a problem in this more than I think she's gotten blame for, um, especially recently when they reflect back on what was the problem. Anyways, Paige is mostly upset about being called cliquey and that Lindsay said they were cliquey, which I mean, they are. <laughs> I think Paige is upset about that because she wants to write the narrative, especially in the more recent seasons, that like Lindsay is like gatekeeping when it comes to Summer House, the show, right? Because, you know, Lindsay's kind of the star and Paige wants to write this narrative that, you know, this is a new group. And when people come in, like Lindsay's like the mean girl who won't let new people in. So if other people are saying that Paige is cliquey, that kind of gets in the way of that narrative. And I think it's also an insecurity because Paige knows that it's kind of true. Paige says, I have never been called, been accused of being in, in a clique in my entire life, which I find extremely hard to believe. Anyways, and if you remember on uh, Winter House, when Jess, I think it was that Jess girl who was so obnoxious, she accused Paige and those girls of 
you know, kind of being the mean girls and Paige lost it. Like she was so mad. She was like, I am not doing this. I am not being accused of being a mean girl and da, da, da. So it's a very, like, it's so triggering for her, which makes me think that she has been accused of it maybe more than once and that maybe she is guilty of it. I mean, I think she's guilty of it. That's a matter of opinion, I guess, based on viewers. But in my opinion, she is. And then in Amanda's confessional in episode 11, she says, you know, later in the episode, like they have this big fight and Lindsay gets really mad at them and is all like activated. And then literally like later in the night, Amanda is like, I don't know what Steve because Steven comes and Amanda's like, I don't know what Steven did to Lindsay, but now she's not yelling at us and everything is rainbows and butterflies. And again, like it's kind of annoying because she's kind of framing it like Lindsay's yelling and not like it's an even fight. They were all yelling at each other, okay? Like season four, episode 11. They were all yelling at each other. This was not like the other girls sitting there innocently with no fault. And the next morning is Lindsay's actual birthday. And the girls are kind of whispering how they don't want to say happy birthday because like they're not really happy. So I don't know who doesn't move on now. And however, because of, you know, the argument that they all had the night before, they feel awkward. Hannah comes to talk to Paige and Amanda and, you know, Paige says, I don't know how I feel about Luke. He's hard to read. But shouldn't she be asking how Hannah feels about Luke? Like, again, there is a sense of entitlement. Paige is acting like it's all about her. You're not dating Luke. You can say I don't personally like him, but it doesn't when she's like, I don't know how to feel about him. He's hard to read. Shouldn't it be like, how is Hannah reading him? How does she feel about him? She should be asking Hannah, how do you feel? Do you feel he has true feelings for you, etc.? Like, those are the types of questions that should be asked, okay? And then Paige makes this big confessional about how Hannah's hypnotized by Luke and she turns into a completely different person and they never see her anymore, okay? So that's where they stand. So again, the issues between the girls are mostly between the threesome of Paige, Amanda, and Hannah and their inability to kind of trust one another to deal with adult relationships with men. They've got to be a part of it. They've got to have opinions. They've got to butt in. It's totally fine to confide in each other when you're annoyed with a guy, etc. But if your friend is not making the decision that you want them to make in regards to a guy, like to me, that doesn't give you the right to shit talk them and to be constantly judging them. Okay, because we all make dumb decisions sometimes when it comes to people that we love. All of us are have been guilty of it at least once. So anyways, and the more, you know, you get down and judge your friend about making those bad decisions, the closer you push them to them, because then they start feeling like they have no one else and they start feeling isolated from their friends and they just want to feel loved and accepted. So they go closer to him. Right. And that's really what kind of happens here. Anyways, so the next weekend, Paige, Amanda, and Hannah, Hannah are still talking about how Lindsay wanted them to fight and she wanted to come between them. And this was all a part of her big master plan. But like when we see Lindsay's scenes, besides the one scene where Hannah is the one who starts it by confiding in her, besides that scene, Lindsay is like all about Steven. Her whole storyline is like she's dating this new guy, Steven. She's obsessed with him, etc. And again, the girls fight again about Hannah and Luke. And in the middle of fighting about it, Paige says this is all Lindsay's fault and this is what she wanted. Like no responsibility. Like Paige is taking no responsibility and neither is Amanda for shit talking. Even though we see that Hannah and Paige were also more than willing to shit talk Amanda and Kyle. Like, clearly this is part of their friendship dynamic, yet it's all someone else's fault. Like, yeah, was Lindsay, I do think Lindsay took some pleasure 
in seeing Hannah annoyed with Paige and Amanda. She absolutely took pleasure in that because she's probably, you know, not a huge fan of them. Nothing, I mean, nothing's really happened. She's not having any like overt fights with them, but I do think that she's kind of, you know, just, they're just not her type of girls. They're too different. They're just maybe not made to be friends. So I think she's kind of like, oh, okay, so maybe Hannah kind of sees that they're a little bit like gossipy and cliquey and she's, you know, let me get an ally, right? So I'm not saying like Lindsay is 100% innocent or anything like that, but it's like, can we take some ownership in the fact that you have been talk shit talking your friend and the fact that she's kind of going after this Luke guy that maybe you don't like? So in episode 12, Paige and Amanda, etc., start coming after Luke at dinner because it's revealed that he has been also seeing someone else. And Hannah's upset, and Paige goes on about how she wouldn't let one of her friends ever date him. And he hits back and is like, yeah, what do you know? You just try on clothes in your room all day. And Lindsay, like, dies laughing at this. And Luke says that he feels that Hannah's friends are the ones that are causing all the issues between the two of them. Because I guess like he's like, well, Hannah and I have agreed that we are not exclusive and that we're allowed to date other people, which that is true. And he's like, but Paige and Amanda keep putting all these ideas in Hannah's head about how I'm screwing her over. So then when she hears this, you know, she's so devastated. So he's kind of right about that. But I also still understand why Hannah's upset when she finds out he's dating someone because she likes him. But whatever, you know, you can't tell people how to feel. But Hannah does say it's fine that he's hooked up with this other girl because they're both single and they're not in a relationship. So, you know, she kind of co-signs it. And Hannah and Luke talk outside. And while they're away talking, Paige and Amanda criticize her more. Like, why? They go, why is she even talking to him? Like, she's talking to him because they just had a big blow up about him, you know, sleeping with someone else. So, yeah, it makes sense. They have... No, they're not in an official relationship, but they are in an open type of situationship. So it's if they're going to talk, it's okay. Amanda says, and I thought this was really interesting, if she has sex with him after this, I'm literally cutting Hannah out of my life forever. That's a direct quote, by the way. Like, what? Why? How does that affect your... Like, I get you don't approve of him. You're not a fan of him. But so if she makes a mistake with a man, you're cutting her off. We all make mistakes and go after people and stay in relationships that we shouldn't should have gotten out of faster we all have done dumb stuff like that like I said before and Amanda is not innocent was Hannah yeah like Hannah was kind of judging her with marrying Kyle but was she like if she goes through with this marriage I will never talk to her again no because at the end of the day, that's between Amanda and Kyle. So Paige and Danielle are also kind of in, it's a very similar situation to the most recent season. Danielle's kind of like, if you don't handle your relationship, like to Lindsay and Carl, the way that I think you should and listen to me about it, we, it's like our friendship's over. And Paige and Amanda are kind of pulling this too, which is even more funny to me because Amanda would not like, does not like it when people do that to her in the following seasons. So later on in episode 12, they're they're at this apple orchard and there's a bit of a confrontation. And I just noted what Hannah says. She says to, I think she says it to Paige and Amanda, but she says confrontation actually helps things. 
to again kind of show like there is just this different viewpoint like Paige and Amanda just don't want to have any direct confrontation to their friend's face and even Hannah kind of calls this out like it's okay for us to have a little bit of a tiff it kind of gets things out in the open and I think that's the big thing between like I said before between the girls and Lindsay is they just have a different perspective on that in episode 13, the girls are back at it, fighting about Luke in the backyard. Like, oh, it's such it's such a tired storyline. Paige says Hannah's getting played. She doesn't want what he's telling her she wants. Hannah disagrees. Paige is like, he's taken over your entire summer. I've barely seen you because of him. I came up here to spend time with you. Like, lots of guilt trips. Those are direct quotes. And like, is it about Hannah or is it about you? Like, it's like Paige doesn't have Perry with her this summer and she's pissed that, you know, she's not getting the full attention from Hannah. And, you know, Hannah makes the argument that they have their guys during the week, right? And that, you know, she doesn't really have that. And then, but Paige is like, yeah, but I don't have Perry on the weekend because I guess Perry doesn't come up. And then they flash into the kitchen. Lindsay's talking to Luke and she says, if you and Hannah are good, I'm good. If you're not, then we're all still friends. And Luke is like, yeah, exactly. Neither of them understand why this has to be an issue between the three girls. And I'm with them. I'm sorry. I don't understand why this is becomes an issue of their friendships. Like, yes, I get and I do think it's a little bit of an immaturity thing. Because I think when you get older and you're into your 30s, you sort of realize that you have to step back and allow your friends to handle their relationships. And that getting involved with your friends' relationships whether their relationships are bad or not, all it does is divide the friendship group and it never ends well. It just doesn't. Now, obviously there are, you know, extreme cases and exceptions. If you know your friend's being abused, if you know a guy's cheating on some, uh, like, of course, of course, you got to say something. But the most important thing is that you're there to be supportive. Okay, but if it's just a situation like this where, like, they're casually dating and maybe Hannah wants a relationship more than Luke, like, this isn't, like, necessarily an emergency extreme situation. So the girls storm off. They have their fight. Lindsay goes to check on Hannah, who's freaking out. She doesn't understand why this is such an issue. Again, I get that. She says Paige and Amanda just talk to each other and make each other believe things. That's that's what she literally says. And I'm sorry, but that is true. They just reinforce. It's like an echo chamber of negativity. And they just you know, reinforce what each other think and it just goes back and forth. Now, I also want to give like some cultural context to this. So this season was filmed in 2019 and it airs in 2020. And this was really like around the time where there was a big social media online movement of like no fuck boys, right? Like everybody was starting to call out guys who treated girls poorly, who would like ghost them or would make them think they want a relationship and then they didn't. So I do think, I think Paige and Amanda kind of went so hard on this because I think they knew that they'd most likely have most of the audience on their side. I think they also were sort of revved up by that just way of thinking, right? But at the same time, it's like, yeah, fuckboys exist and Luke may very well be one, but you still got to be a good friend to your friend and understand that if she has feelings... She kind of has those love goggles on and you have to just let her go through the motions. She's going to figure it out. She's a big girl, you know. So Lindsay calls Danielle over in episode 13 to kind of fill her in on some of the gossip. And this conversation reminds us that when Kyle and Amanda started, Amanda was actually just a booty call and Kyle was allowed to date other people. But then it turned into more. So in Lindsay and Danielle's view, it's like, 
yes, right now, Hannah and Luke are just a casual thing. However, you don't know. It could go somewhere more serious later, or it may not. That's dating, which to me, that is logical and makes sense. Kyle reveals that Carl... Now, this is also, this is very interesting. <laughs> I was like, I had completely forgot about this. So I was shocked when I saw it. But Kyle reveals that Carl and Danielle had a drunken makeout after his birthday party. And Kyle says, deep down, there's still something there. Which is very weird, considering that just earlier in the season, Carl and Lindsay were dating. So it's like, Danielle dates Carl, doesn't work out. Later, Lindsay has her little very short-lived thing with Carl, doesn't work out. And then as soon as that's over, Danielle's making out with him. It's very weird. Like, it's very, like, almost like incestuous. I don't know. It's weird. And it's almost like, did Danielle still have feelings for Carl? Or is Danielle like, okay, maybe it's my turn to try to win him again? Like, there does kind of seem to be this little bit of, like, back and forth with these two girls trying to get Carl. It's almost like... In some ways, it's like their friendship is sort of just based on like this mutual love of Carl and the fact that their love lives are hot messes, which maybe that's why their friendship fell apart so easily. Like maybe it didn't have the strongest foundation because you need a lot more than just that. All right. So Jules tells Paige that Lindsay kind of jumped down her throat about the Luke thing. Um, I guess because Jules like, I don't know, I, I can't remember exactly, but she expressed her opinion about it or something. And Paige says, well, I wouldn't take advice from Lindsay because she's trying to make a wedge between all of us. She then calls Lindsay a bitch, which I mean, I Paige does that a lot. Like she she kind of goes for like calls people a bitch. She's like, fuck you, Danielle, like at the reunion. Like, I don't know. Anyway, she's the only one who really does that. It seems like it's not OK for Lindsay to have a different opinion about this Hannah Luke thing. Amanda and Han Hannah talk and they kind of make up and Paige and, Man and Amanda have also made up. So as soon as they all make up, though, especially when Paige and Hannah have their combo, they immediately start shit talking Amanda. Hannah says the way Amanda was talking to her was so mean and her tone was too harsh. Right. So like these girls are supposed to be like best friends, but all they do is shit talk each other. And it's just like it's like a triangle of shit talking constantly. And it's all on camera. <laughs> So I guess, I don't know, maybe they're okay with it. Um, but Amanda like and Hannah, like I say, they do talk in makeup. Paige then relays what Jules told her, and extremely inaccurately, by the way, about her convo with Lindsay in the car. So again, like there's just more, we all had a big fight, and it's not because we should talk each other, it's all because of Lindsay, even though I would argue it's a combo of both. Um, they get to the roast. So this is the night that they all have a dinner and they decide they're going to do a roast, which is never a good idea when you have people not getting along. But anyways, they get to roast Lindsay. I just want to put this out there. Amanda and, and like those girls get to roast Lindsay, but Lindsay doesn't want to roast, doesn't get to roast them because they have to like go in a certain order. So I don't know. It seems a little bit unfair considering they're not getting along. But at the end of the roast, Paige makes like a big speech and she and I wrote this in caps. She yells at Lindsay about how Lindsay's so fake and how dare she say that Paige is a bad friend um, because this is what Jules told her, even though it wasn't like a fully accurate statement. But Lindsay tries to walk away because she's like, oh, here we go with like blaming me for your issues with your friends. Right. And then Paige actually says, like, fuck you, Lindsay, and calls her a fake ass bitch quote okay however the flashback 
the producers do a flashback or the editors and it confirms that she never actually said Paige was a bad friend. But Paige goes on and on about how Lindsay was so happy that they were all fighting. I mean, again, I did not see this. I just saw her like being wrapped up with Steven and that one conversation with Hannah. Lindsay goes inside into the pantry. She cries after Paige yells at her. Luke comforts her. They all go to bed. So, I mean, we're kind of even. This whole sob story from Paige recent in the recent seasons about how Lindsay was mad to her and how she yelled at her and this, that, the, it's, I'm sorry, it's bullshit. I just have to call it what it is. It's bullshit. So now we have the finale. I'm going to talk about the finale and the reunion, and then we'll be done part one because I'm going to split this into a two-parter. So in the finale, Lindsay and Danielle talk and Danielle asks if she's upset that she made out with Carl. Lindsay says no, she doesn't care and says, you know, you guys kind of do that sometimes and they both laugh. It seems like when Carl and Danielle are between relationships, they tend to hook up. That's the impression that I got. So, okay. They go out for a girl's dinner to celebrate Amanda booking a date and a venue for her wedding. And Amanda starts telling them about the venue. And Hannah says, oh, is that the one you were telling me about with the cool chandeliers? And Amanda and Paige get all mad and are like, shh, don't jump ahead, like in a really bitchy tone. It's like, let Amanda tell every detail about her venue. And if you say something, you're ruining it. I don't know. It's stupid to me. But again, it just shows like the maturity level here. Hannah tells the group that during this dinner that Luke wants to take her to meet his family for a week in Minnesota. Amanda seems like taken aback by this. And she's like, wow, what's next? Like, are you guys going to get married before me? Which, okay, like, calm down. I have always thought that Amanda wanted to be the only couple who were like going towards marriage on the show. I have always, there are so many clues of her worrying that other couples are going to jump phases and get there first like I've always thought Amanda is so competitive she wants to be the only she you know I want to be the only fiance the only bride the only one trying to get pregnant the only one buying a house etc like a hundred percent this was the first like yeah it was kind of a joke but at the same time not right like there was a little bit of truth to it like she doesn't want anyone else catching up to her She's not worried about everyone else, really, because Perry doesn't won't come on the show and he's not a character on the show because it's really about the show. Right. She wants to be that role on the show. She's not worried about Lindsay and Danielle because they can never make relationships work. Right. So so she has this moment. Um, so Lindsay breaks up this conversation and the awkwardness and cheers to Amanda and says, I think I'm the only one excited for this wedding <laughs> in her confessional because like Lindsay is actually excited about the wedding at this point. Um, and Paige and Hannah just don't really seem to be that excited about it. Anyways, the girls get home. They tell the guys how they got a stripper and which they did in their like party bus. Hannah starts to add to Amanda's telling of the story of the stripper. And Amanda like gets all mad and blows up. And she's like, you're hijacking my story. And she says, just like at dinner, it became all about you going to Minnesota. And like the way Amanda talks to her is so rude. And Amanda and Hannah's like, what? Like, oh my God, like calm down. Is that Amanda's mindset that if you go out for a dinner that is to celebrate her booking a venue, which, by the way, like no one cares that much. But anyways, that you can only talk about that topic. No one is allowed to talk about any other topic like Holy Bridezilla. The guys tell them that they had a tarot card reader and that they all cried. 
which that is what happened actually they have a tarot card reader they get like some emotional readings about who they are and their future Amanda for some reason like she is on 10 anger wise because the guys aren't really sharing details about what they talked about like she keeps trying to get them to say why they cried but they're just too drunk and stupid and Amanda has like a full-on hissy fit she cusses at Luke she storms out of the room she's holding this big I don't even know what it was it was like a big tube they showed this in the previews a million times where she breaks it over the counter and she freaks out like Luke dismisses her he doesn't answer her questions he's a jerk all this stuff and everyone is like what just happened it's very weird and I think if I, I didn't write this down but I believe the next day in her sober mind she apologizes and is like I don't know why I overreacted but again like we always get these ideas that like Lindsay's the activated one but the other ones have their moments too they've all yelled this season every single girl has yelled except Jules <laughs> um, Amanda's been physical she's she breaks that thing and has had her full hissy fit Paige not only has yelled but has called people out their name has said like fuck you which nobody else has so I mean Again, the revisionist history can be jarring on this show, and a lot of it is because Paige and the bedsore girls, they're good at what they do. They're good at revisionist history. They really are. So in the reunion, um, Kyle does say, and I wrote this down because it reminded me of the current season with the issues with Carl and Lindsay. Kyle says it's hard being the only couple in the house because if you don't talk about your relationship, people are asking what you're hiding. But if you're showing a lot, people think you have a bad relationship. Which sounds very familiar, right? This really sounds like what Carl and Lindsay have been going through. It's like when they had like one fight on camera, everyone's like, oh, my God, they're not ready to get engaged. And, you know, they have to deal with his sobriety for a longer amount of time and this and that. Right. But then if they don't show anything, everyone, everyone and by everyone, I mean, like Danielle and Paige are like, oh, they're not showing their real relationship. So I see what Kyle's saying. Right. So it's a little strange to me that he's not more understanding in the most recent season in season seven of, uh, of what Carl and Lindsay are going through. Danielle admits at the reunion that she felt awkward when Carl and Lindsay had their little fling. She didn't like how their Tres Amigas was disturbed by Lindsay and Carl hooking up. So take with that what you will. Um, at the reunion, Danielle and Carl admit that they have made out again, again, since filming, which, uh, okay. So, you know, maybe their dating is more substantial and the relationship is more substantial than we remember. Because I, again, had totally forgotten about this. Andy asked them about the clique comment. And Paige says she doesn't think they talked behind Hannah's back because she would say any of that to their face. Okay, well, it's one thing. Yeah, coulda, woulda, shoulda. Just because you would say it to their face doesn't mean you weren't shit-talking. It just means you were shit-talking in that moment. And then later you said it to their face or you would be willing to. It doesn't erase the shit talking. Amanda says they're not cliquey. She says she loves Lindsay, but they just have a different type of connection. Paige says most of it is because of their age, which I agree with. That's why I get annoyed when there's, again, this like narrative being told of the split between them is all just because, you know, uh, you know, Lindsay's mean or doesn't let people in. I actually really think most of it is because different age, very different ages and stages in life, first of all. Secondly, different ways of handling conflict. And I think that even though the age gap isn't humongous, it's still significant. Um, Paige says she regrets leaving Jules out and she regrets yelling harshly at Lindsay. So she admits that she did yell at her. Just saying. 
Um, Lindsay admits that she caused most of the drama around her birthday at the um, murder mystery party because, you know, she was intoxicated, all that. So she does admit that as well and apologize. And that's the end of the season. One thing I forgot to uh, to mention was by the end of the season, because Jules kind of went and told like a secret to Amanda and Paige about what Lindsay said in their car ride, Amanda and Paige have like accepted her by the end of the season. So it does take quite a while, but she does they do accept her by the end and she is loving it cuz she's finally says she feels included. It, sh- it even it's strongly implied that like Lindsay just kind of does her own thing and it's really Paige and Amanda that control like the group and who's going to be sort of like accepted into the group, like the female group. So it is funny that Jules is like, Jules goes from being kind of like anti-Amanda, mostly anti-Amanda, but she goes to kind of fully being accepted into the clique by the end of the season, which doesn't matter because she ends up not returning the next season anyways. Okay, so we are going to pause there. And next week, I'm going to have the second half of my summer house breakdown and I will conclude my Bravo paper on how we got here, how we got to the whole house versus Lindsay Hubbard and why this has happened. And I'll give my thoughts on where we go from here. What do we do in season eight? What are some possibilities for the future of this show? Does this show have a future? So until then, thank you so much for listening. And again, my heartfelt apologies for the lateness of this episode. Thank you so much for understanding, and I appreciate it so much. See you next week. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate, review, subscribe, and share with a friend or a hundred friends, whatever you want. You can follow me on Instagram at the Bravo Papers or for my Twitter roundups, follow at Bravo and Botox. If you'd like to support me, please go to buymeacoffee.com slash Bravo and Botox for some much needed caffeine support. And until next time, keep overanalyzing Bravo. Bravo.